0: You're listening to The Train Umentary. On this episode, we visit with musician and educator, Lewis Porter. Coltrane's prestige music has a, a lot of depth, a lot of passion, and a lot of intensity. And if you just listen to those records and forget that it's Coltrane and think about all the other saxophone players of the 1950s, you'll say to yourself, wow, this cat is definitely happening. He's definitely one of the hot saxophone players of the 1950s. People usually like to write about the prestige years as being something that led him to, you know, his great music of the 60s or whatever. But I think it's also important to remember he was no baby when he made those prestige recordings. He was already 29, 30 years old when he started recording there. And he had plenty to say at that time in his life. You know, uh, I mean, sure, everything leads somewhere, but everything's also what it is. On Little Melanie, in March of 1958, he plays like mad. He does these swirling runs for musicians. We say they're based on diminished scales. And uh, just creates this uh, charging effect, you know, just flying over what the rhythm section is playing. ¶¶ He's also into some interesting effects. For example, he plays a ballad called While My Lady Sleeps. He plays it beautifully and very sensitively. and then at the end he plays this a striking sound. That sound is the sound of getting two notes at once on the saxophone. And it, it's a little bit harsh, but it's something about it that's also very effective and very appropriate. In 1957, there were saxophonists who knew how to get two notes at once by using different fingerings. But it's not something that most people used in their solos. They said, well, that's a cool trick to know about, but where would I use it? So it certainly was a first for someone to end the ballad that way. And in fact, even to hear that effect being used before that, it was quite rare. It was Usually you'd only hear it on a very low note when someone was doing what we call a honking, one of those honking sounds you might hear a little bit of that. Coltrane learned about multiphonics from several people. In fact, he said that uh, Thelonious Monk, the piano player, helped him to learn it by just kind of saying, well, why don't you try this or try that, you know? And he also learned it from a saxophone friend of his named John Glenn, who lived in Philadelphia. And uh, John Glenn told me that whereas he knew how to play these two notes at once on one particular key of the saxophone, Coltrane learned how to play them all over the saxophone from the lowest note to the highest note. It's very typical of his methodical nature. And uh, by the 1960s, he would use that a lot of times to get a kind of a screaming effect in the middle of a solo. You know, he, he was very comfortable doing that. In the prestige years, you not only hear Coltrane playing magnificent saxophone, I mean, he's flying all over the place, and he's got plenty of ideas. You hear him experimenting with things like overtones, with two notes at once, that we call multiphonics. And you also can hear some of the breadth of his interests. For example, he does a Brazilian number called Bahia. On the other hand, he does lovely old ballads that were introduced in movies of the 1930s. So he's got a breadth of repertory a tremendous, you know, virtuosity as a musician and constantly a freshness of ideas and tremendous passion. Mm ¶¶ For more information on the program, visit trainumentary.blogspot.com.